There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Well, the Minnesota State Fair is just around the corner. No, it's and, not. I know, but I wanted to pretend like we were actually in the throes of summer for but one second. But we are talking about the Minnesota State Fair. So it might not be warm outside, but we will warm your insides on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Hi. Bradley, why are we talking State Fair? Well, there's a story about the top vendors at last year's State Fair and who made what. And it's kind of a downer, but also awesome for them. And I can tell you the stats and it'll just make your mouth water. Because really, that's the feeling I had after I read this story. It just made me miss the fair. And by fair, I mean food because. Mm-hmm. Food and I go way back, and um, I do. Some love of your best friends are some food. Of my, well, that's not a lie, actually. <laughs> so, like, what state fair food do you miss most? Feel free to share it with us. You know, do it uh, on the Twitters or give us a jingle six five one six four one one zero seven one. Um, because I, I honestly just miss fair food right now, and I also just want to be walking around the warmth. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the fair. Mm-hmm. It is not going to come as a surprise to you who made the top 10 list of the uh, biggest, you know, um, money makers at Vendors. the fair last year. Yeah. I mean, you know that you're going to see a Sweet Martha on there. She was number one. Okay. Sweet Martha's was number one. Sweet Martha's pulled in $3,281,049 last year. Them some good cookies. And what we should say is that, of course, uh, that is with attendance being down 36% from Hmm. 2019, pre-pandemic. That's wild. So Sweet Martha and her cookies were able to uh, bring in still three-plus million dollars. Wow. It's crazy, but that is oh. that is still um, that is still a thirty percent drop in what they they brought in in twenty nineteen. So it's still a huge drop. It's just mind blowing because that is that is, and I'm not saying because I know Sweet Martha does more than just the state fair. So I'm not saying that it's for only what twelve days of work, but that is for twelve days of sales that we are that we're looking at. Oh yeah. That's that is mind blowing. Oh, no, absolutely. Because the next closest vendor, when we look at the top vendors, food vendors. Yeah. Okay, I have two guesses and I and I don't know which one I'm going with. It's either I'm going to say it's either mousetrap cheese curds or the fresh fries. It's actually the mousetrap. Is it? Yeah, mousetrap came in it. But um, the point I wanted to make was that you have Sweet Martha's at 3,281,000. The next 
person in line or the next vendor in line is only at 926,000. Wow. Which is still a lot of money. It's just under a million dollars, of course, which is a lot. But you can see the huge difference between. It's like three times. You know, the first and second place finisher in terms of, of, uh, you know money raised i just i find i find sweet martha's to be so fascinating and i wonder what other state fairs are like like if it's a similar spread um also you mentioned fresh french fries they Mm -hmm. have two locations and their two locations brought in just about eight hundred and forty four thousand, followed by the corn roast the all you Mm -hmm. i find this it's not the all you can drink milk alone, but it's the Midwest Dairy Association, which put a pin in that. The Midwest Dairy Association came in at number five of the top food vendors at the Minnesota State Fair in 2021 with about $646,000 in dairy products. Because they do more than just the milk. Like they do the milkshakes and milkshakes, the, ice cream, yeah. et cetera. Yeah. But speaking of milkshakes, I told you to put a pin in this. And I think we got a call, Holly, in the break from someone at the Midwest Dairy Association. Um, do you remember each year they do like mm-hmm. a new signature yeah, Sunday flavor? We were responsible for the birthday cake year. Yeah, which was what, 2019? Is that the last uh, non-pandemic year? No, I think that was 2018. But it was before the pandemic, yes, right? Yeah, so it was a yes. few years ago. Yeah. Um, for 2022, we were we, pre-eating our feelings. We have three flavors to consider. Ooh, fun. You can cast your vote currently. Um, and you have until April 15th. So get on it if you haven't already. That's 10 days to register your vote for the favorite flavor of the fair 2022. Drum roll, please. It's not a drum roll. Uh, Best I can do. Number one, chocolate cookie crumble. Ooh. Described as the following chocolate cookie crumbles sitting atop a rich, creamy chocolate ice cream or malt and drizzled with chocolate syrup. Okay. The cinnamon, that's M-I-N-N, as in cinnamon soda, mm. latte, creamy vanilla ice cream or malt topped with cinnamon and espresso powder. Okay. Nope. Powder. Thank you. Uh, and then, I think this might be Holly's favorite, the key lime crumblet, otherwise known as crumble, rich mm. vanilla ice cream or malt topped with lime syrup and graham cracker crumbles. Mm. Is that the one we're going to throw our weight behind? I, you know, Holly, I'm sorry. I, I want you were going toward the cookie. Yeah, yeah. That's too much chocolate. But though. the problem I have is like lime syrup doesn't sound good to me. But I so want you to have what you have. There's tension in the ranks. Look, Listen, we're Holly, all for our own. Holly, Holly, Bradley, Bradley. We got our birthday cake. So for you, I will cast my lot with your key lime crumbles. Thank you. So everybody, if you love the Colleen and Bradley show and Holly. Vote give her for, that crumble. Give her her crumble. Yeah. Um, but I would, I would try the crumble. Like if that one, I wouldn't be bummed. The cinnamon latte just seems kind of like yeah. mm. it's excessive. Hey, can we go to Sierra and see what food she's missing at the yeah, fair? Absolutely. Hi, Sierra. Sierra, what food are you missing at the fair? I fell in love with deep fried mashed potatoes on a stick. Who has with that? Maybe not ranch. How did I miss that? I never seen that before. Where do you it's, find that? It's over by, um, I believe it's over by the horse barn, and I don't remember the name of the the booth, but it's right near the the stand shaped like a green pepper. Okay. Oh, okay. Noted. And get it with the gravy, not the ranch. Got All it. All right. 
Duly noted. I like fried mashed potatoes on a stick. Oh. They're like bacon, bacon and cheese mashed potatoes. Oh my in gosh! In a ball, deep fried and delicious. And oh, now I want some. Yeah, all the words you said sounded great. <laughs> Thank you, Sierra. Thank you for letting us know about something we actually didn't know about. Um, uh, that sounds yummy. Um, I don't know what you guys are missing. I am missing Spaghetti Eddie's Pizza on a Stick. It's my mm-hmm. like absolute far like, none flavor it top fair food item. What are you mm. missing, Colleen? Listen, I I will not lie. I have had um, naughty dreams about that bologna sandwich. Oh yeah, that is good. Oh. It's yeah. just really good. It's a good solid sandwich. It is. And uh, like you just don't you can't make it at home. It's not the same. Holly, what are you dreaming about? I'd really like a prano pup right now. Yeah. Just an old fashioned wiener on a stick. Okay. Whatever yeah. whatever you need. Yeah, Holly. whatever floats yeah. your boat. Yeah. Yeah, listen, now I'm just now I'm taking a trip through the state fair I just in want my mind. French fries. I want I know, right? Oh, I want Fried some of those. Pickles. I want some of those uh, fritters over there at the Blue Barn. Oh. Speaking of, and I just want to round out this list. So, so I good. stopped at number five, I think, with the Midwest Dairy Association. And then we get fried pickles. Mm. Uh, $643,000 they brought in last year and followed by Blue Barn. 513000 Carousel Barbecue, responsible for the quintessential turkey legs and pork chops. Uh-huh. Came in at five hundred and some thousand, then giggles four sixty seven, and then Miller's flavored cheese curds. Those are the cheese curds that you can get the jalapeno, the garlic, or the ranch flavor. It really is remarkable how, uh, like, how successful how in twelve days we eat that much. <laughs> oh God, I, it's and that's but Go wait, Minnesota. there's more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Go Minnesota. Well, we look forward to seeing you at the fair in just a few months. Um, it's still a while. It's still a while. You it's... never know. You never know. Just be grateful. It's true. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, gratitude is the attitude when it comes to Farah Abraham, you guys. She is no longer in rehab, and she has some post-rehab thoughts. And I have some post-rehab thoughts about her post-rehab thoughts. Um, really just... Factoids I'd like to share with you when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Well, Farrah Abraham is the gift that just keeps on giving on our show on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hi. Uh, and I don't know if you remember this, uh, Bradley, but Farrah Abraham uh, left us for a little while. Yeah. She went to go take care of herself. Yeah, she was going to go take care of herself. And, and truly, I mean, that's really the, the journey she was on was, uh, a journey of self care. And, uh, that is why she wanted people to know she was going to rehab because she had experienced a lot of trauma and, uh, she wanted to go and go to a place where they would focus on that. And she really did. And I, and I, listen, I do not want to poke at this because I think this is an important message. Her message was that she was hopeful that people would take time to do this for themselves um, and that it's important to address your own mental health because that is, and I'm like a I'm high five. I, I feel very strongly about that as well. Address your mental health. Anyway, she's out. She's out. She's, she's left the treatment facility she was in. We don't know anything about that treatment facility, but of course... She immediately found her way back to the social medias and she described 
uh, her experience in this uh, rehab. And again, I just, I, or treatment center, I should say. I, people, I, the, they go back and forth in the media between calling it rehab and treatment. She's calling it treatment. Um, this, she calls it a trauma treatment center. Okay. And she says it was the best time of her life. She had a ball. And I thought, that's one way to sell it. I mean, <laughs> I don't know that I had considered that digging through your trauma was going to be fun. Yeah. But she enjoyed it. She feels like it was very essential for her. The thing she did next is what was bizarre to me. All right. So she gets out of this trauma center. She does a TikTok or she does, she goes to social media. And then she also shares on her Instagram brain scan day. Okay. What? Brain scan day. She's getting a brain scan. She's strapped down to some sort of machine. Her head is in some kind of bandage. She's smiling much like she, you know, has in uh, other procedures she's undergone on her social media, like waxing, et cetera. Yeah. Um, brain scan day. And I was like, what is, and then, and then what accompanies it is a picture of Sophia, 13 year old Sophia standing in front of a bookshelf full of brain books or psychology books. So I'm like, okay, so we're on the journey, but I need to dig deeper. She tagged in this somebody by the name of Doc Amen. Okay. I, I thought, that sounds kind of familiar. Does that sound familiar to either of you? No. No. Okay, so I'm like, okay, I need to understand better. Why is she going to get her brain scanned and who's Dr. Amen? Well, if you consult the internet, uh, Dr. Amen is actually a um, celebrity psychologist. He is the... Um, owner and um i don't know owner of the amen clinic okay and he has an internet show called scan your brain where he literally scans the brain of celebrities so this is just like she's doing spawn con like most of her things when she is going to the spa or getting an injectable in her butt absolutely so this is we're going on that journey are his clinics like rehab situations? So the, I've been trying to figure that out. I was I was looking at the. Uh, it seems like it's just. I, mean, I don't want to say just. It seems like it's just a clinic, though, not a long term stay facility or long term facility. Um, but he has scanned brains of many celebrities whose what names is he you scanning would them recognize. for. I don't understand. What's the point of scanning them? Well. A, Apparently, well, I see. I haven't dug very deep into Dr. Amon's work, but apparently, in the brain scan, he's able to uh, read kind of parts of the brain that are affected by certain ailments. For example, um, one of the brains he scanned was um, Crystal Hefner, uh, who's the former, well, the wife of Hugh Hefner, mm-hmm. and she has Lyme disease, but she also has. Uh, she had a lot of mold exposure, apparently, at the mansion, at the Playboy Mansion. Okay. And so he did a whole YouTube show on her and how her experience of mold affected her brain based on this brain scan. Hmm. I'm not, I don't know enough to know enough. Yeah, I don't either. I just am telling you what I'm seeing. So from an entertainment standpoint, what I see 
is an opportunity for a episode of Scan Your Brain on YouTube featuring yeah, Farrah I mean, Abraham. I, I guess I just don't understand if these two things are connected, like her her trauma rehab thing. Is that the same as this, or is this different? I don't... So that's what I can't figure out, and I don't know that there are... that those dots are connected, um, but this is the thing she did the day that she got out of rehab. Yeah. So whether or not... Or the trauma center, or the... Um, what did she call it? Treatment center. Yeah. So I don't know if the two are connected. I don't know if this is... I would imagine that the brain scan had something to do with her trauma experience. Any whoosie wetsy. We have a new career on the horizon for yeah, Farrah. She's, she's always, always doing some spawn con. Like everything she posts, I'm like, okay, so who is paying her to do that? Which again, you know, that's like a legit business model, but... Um, you you kind of take it for what it's worth. Right. Like, oh, that's interesting, but I'll do my own research. Thank you. But she really does have another, another, another uh, business opportunity. Yeah. yeah. That I mean, she's, she's looking gotta, at. She's got to pay them bills somehow. No, but I mean, like, she's 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 now going to be a stand-up comic. Wait, what? Yeah. She is announcing, uh, according to TMZ, that she... Okay. all right. Is going to become a stand-up comedian. What? Wait, is that? Didn't, no, she has done this before. This is not new. Remember, she, she was. She's like the comedy. She has a YouTube channel where she does stand-up comedy. Oh, I forgot. I kind of forgot about that. So tell me what well, uh, the TMZ story. Well, is. basically, they caught up with her and they asked how she was doing, and she said she's given gotten the confidence to perform she's fought her fears and she's going to get on stage and and do stand up comedy right. and that's her new girl go her for new it. gig man maybe she'll come on the show and tell us all about it I mean, how much time do <laughs> we have it's been a while it's been a while when we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show dumb people doing dumb things crazy stupid Idiots! after this on my talk 1071 Doing dumb things, we do love to tell you about them every day on the Colleen and Bradley Show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have a name for them. That name is Crazy Stupid Idiots. Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida Florida. and sometimes other places like like Harris County, Texas. Where I must take you now, and uh, I haven't been to Texas in a while, but Harris County, mm, not too far from where I used to live. Anyway, I got to tell you about the owner of a forklift. Okay. And, uh, well, he's not too happy. Why? Because somebody stole his forklift. Oof. But wait, there's more. So that's not very crazy, stupid, idiot worthy. Deputies apparently received a call about something happening on Hardy Road. And uh, that's like a tollway. So that was, uh, well, near a tollway anyway. And that led deputies to go, whoa, that's not a good thing. What was the thing that the deputies found on Hardy Road that earned this story about a forklift being stolen? Crazy, stupid, idiot. 
Did they find a person driving a forklift? They did. (laughs) Oddly enough. But, you You know, again, a guy stealing a forklift, big deal. Was it actually that the guy turned out to be an armadillo in a human skin suit driving the forklift? Uh, You must have watched the television episode from the early 1980s called V. Uh, mid-1980s, I think. Uh, but no, this was not... Uh, well, those were lizards, not armadillos. Yeah. Anyway, no, in fact, deputies caught up to the guy. Uh, what, well, at first, they just thought maybe it was a vehicle that had been stolen. And as they got closer, like, that, nope, that is actually a forklift. And uh, here's the thing. The guy was, like, you know, trying to get away from police. But it's a forklift. You can imagine forklifts don't go very fast. And it took them about uh, 20 minutes on a slow speed chase for deputies to catch the thief. A 20 minute slow speed chase. What does that look like exactly? Well, they were going about 18 miles oh an hour for 20 minutes. I'm pretty sure you could run that fast. You probably can't. I don't know. I don't know what human run speeds are. But, uh, yeah, they just followed up behind a guy in a forklift for 20 minutes until he decided to pull over. And when it seems like they could have cut him off somehow. I don't know. Think but they whatever. could just drive around him. <laughs> right. Uh, after the investigation, it was determined that the tractor had indeed been stolen, as I told you. And since then, uh, they have reunited said forklift with its owner. No injuries were reported because, of course, they weren't going fast enough to cause injuries. Please don't email. I know Mm-mm. you can get injured at very slow speeds. I also just want to say, having uh, actually operated machinery like that, I mean, none of us did a forklift, I don't think, but it's not intuitive. So this person must have known how to make that thing run. Yeah, no, they obviously walk. They obviously wanted. Yeah, they wanted to drive the forklift. Looking for a forklift. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, will you join me in a journey to Canada? Oh. Canada. Of course I will. We're going to Manitoba and that's just up north. It is just up north. So we're going to meet. Are we going to Winnipeg? No. We're going to meet a guy named Brandon and uh, no, sorry. I lied. (laughs) That's the name of the city. The city is named Brandon and uh, we don't have a name for the 27 year old male suspect who uh, tried, attempted to rob a convenience store. Okay. Um, he was in the process of trying to steal some stuff when an employee caught him in the act. I was like, hey, what are you doing over there? And the guy was like, think fast, think fast. And so he grabbed something called the Mr. Solid Chocolate Bunny. And apparently this what? is a solid chocolate Hershey's bunny. Mr. Solid, Solid Milk Chocolate. I mean, that's aptly named. Right? Well, he grabbed the Mr. Solid Chocolate Bunny, and he chucked that sucker at the employee's head. Oh, no. I know. And then ran out with some stolen merchandise. Uh, The thief apparently did whack the guy pretty hard because he had minor injuries, but uh, they're fine. Um, they were minor. Uh, the cops were called and they were able to catch the thief. The store did get their stolen merchandise back. 
And uh, in the midst of the police report, the police also clarified that this was not an April Fool's Day joke because it happened on March 31st. (laughs) Okay, we were worried. Is it April Fool's? Yeah. No, No. he really chucked a Mr. Solid Chocolate Bunny at some guy's head. Now, FYI, that's your cue to not give that uh, to any child for Easter because they will chuck it at you and it will hurt. Yeah, that would hurt. Yeah, just yeah. give him one of the hollow ones yes. with the yellow googly eyes. Although nobody wants a hollow, a hollow chocolate rabbit. You I don't know. I think the chocolate. solid ones are hard to eat. Yeah, but they last forever. Uh, that's true. You could just not. Yeah. Or you just, I don't know, get a bunch of chocolate. Make it easy. I don't know. Just don't throw that thing at somebody. Yeah, please don't throw. That'll hurt. Don't throw. It's violent. Where are we going next? We are going to Blair County, Pennsylvania. And I want to tell you about a granny by the name of Celestia Baca III of Williamsburg. She's 74 years young and she is accused of doing something we've never talked about ever, 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 ever on Crazy Stupid Idiots. Hey, that is amazing. This is, this is After a first 10 years, we've never discussed this. Of its kind. She is accused of calling Hollidaysburg police while she was at the UPMC Altoona on March 27th. I don't know what any of those words you just said I think that mean. might be a correctional facility or something. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, UPMC Altoona. Uh, doesn't matter, neither here nor there. But she called... UPMCL Tuna on March 27th to ask an officer to drop the felony charges against her grandson, saying he only had a small amount of pot and a pipe. Okay, that may be not unusual that somebody would try to get their family member off of a criminal charge, you pervert. Thank you. I mean, that would be gross. Thank you. If, you, if your brain... Yeah. Was correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, no, she's asking f- to get her grandson off because he had a small amount of marijuana mm-hmm. and a pipe. And she was like, that's dumb. But it's what she said she would do if they didn't drop oh, those no. felony charges oh. that earned her crazy, stupid idiot This status. is where it goes sideways every time. Every single time. It's like they have a there's a the the phone call is made with, you know, good intentions. And then she probably threatened to kill them or something. Also, UPMC Altoona is a hospital. Oh, so I don't know what granny was calling from the hospital for. Okay, sounded like a procedural on CBS. It did, didn't it? UPMC Altoona. Altoona. (laughs) Hi, this is Celestia Barker III. If you don't drop my son's, my grandson's marijuana pipe charge, I'm going to do blank. What was the blank that granny said she was going to do? Kill them. No. She she was going to smoke. No, remember I said, remember. (laughs) Oh, we've never talked about this. We've never. Okay. Seen this excuse or this uh, threat before? Okay, I know what it was. <clears throat> she threatened to staple their <laughs> genitals to a fence. No. Okay. <laughs> Tells us where your mind is at. Well, but- I just I was trying to you know think outside of the box. Can I ask a follow up question? Yes. Does it have anything to do with genitals? Are genitals I mean, involved? It, theoretically, it's sort of a vague, broad uh, thing that she threatened that I guess could involve oh, genitals. threatened to put a curse on them. You know, you're close. You're as close as I think we're going to get. 
she threatened what she calls, quote, white witchery. Oh. Uh, which I thought white witchery, isn't that good witchery? But anyway, white witchery. She said to the officer that she practices witch activities. Mm. And that that officer would be... I in- practice witch activities. <laughs> I know, right? Like I practice witch activities. <laughs> boil, boil, turn, blah, 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 blah. What do they You're say? You're not good. Toil, <laughs> boil. Double, double, toil, toil and trouble. Doilies <laughs> and trouble. I watched the Olsen twins. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she would uh, practice some witch activities, and that officer would be in geoparty aka jeopardy if he failed to drop oh, I was the like, charges is that a witch word <laughs> isn't that the game that people play <laughs> uh, geoparty yeah but you know <laughs> geocache you, you might ask a follow-up question yeah like what's white witchery yeah what what is what are some examples witchery? she then gave the officer examples oh great of things she would enlist upon him or unleash rather upon him including examples like him falling downstairs and feeling like someone pushed him she said she wasn't threatening anyone just making statements mm-hmm. uh the officer hung up on her proceeded and she proceeded to call back numerous times okay and even called uh blair county dispatch three different times one of the times she spoke to a dispatcher for 23 minutes telling them that she was going to use her white air witchery on the officer if the felony charges were not dropped best be looking over your shoulder she said did it work no okay she though is now facing a felony charge of threatening unlawful harm to a public servant to the judicial process and had to be released on ten thousand dollars unsecured Bail. She also left a bunch of voicemails and uh, they said, um, you really practice white witchery? And she said, yeah. Is there a law against that? Better be looking over your shoulder. Okay. <clears throat> I my, I do have a follow-up question, though. How many of them have fallen down the steps recently think and felt like somebody pushed them? Also, here's a follow-up question. If she was mm-hmm. calling from the hospital, could they not have taken away her phone? Thank you. Like, why is she at the hospital? Yeah, thank you. Maybe she fell down the stairs. Yeah. When we return on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have a little game to play. That game is called The Throwback. What? After this on My Talk 1071.